Are you an entrepreneur, industry expert, or influencer? Did you know that speaking is one of the highest paying professions in the world? Download my free PDF checklist now and you can learn how you can become a highly paid speaker. Go to jamieabbott.com forward slash speaker guide. Hello and welcome to Pitch Perfect, the podcast where we shine a spotlight on the power of effective communication, strategic business thinking, and the spirit of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Jamie Abbott. I've spent years mastering the art of public speaking and public relations, weathered the storm in the business world, and have emerged not only surviving, but thriving in the face of challenges. And now I'm here to share my insights and experiences with you, whether you're an entrepreneur looking to take your business to the next level, a marketing professional wanting to sharpen your skills, or simply someone who wants to become a better communicator, this podcast is for you. So buckle up and join me on this journey. Let's learn, grow, and conquer the world of public speaking, public relations, marketing, and business strategy together. Welcome to Pitch Perfect. Well, my guest on the podcast today is Leisha Major. Now, Leisha is a change maker, helping businesses explore better ways through IT solutions. Leisha has more than 25 years of experience in IT, and she's enthusiastic about making a positive difference in how customers operate their businesses. She runs the POP team based out of Sydney, Australia, with her husband, Peter, and they are a business that prides itself on family values, innovation, and connection. Leisha is generous with her energy, curious to find the right solution, and is determined to find the best way forward. Now, when she's not working, you can find Leisha with her beautiful family or in a body of water swimming. She helps growing businesses by being their IT team. They keep their customers' IT up to speed, and the POP team becomes part of your business. Now, Leisha passionately leads a team of IT experts to ensure that their staff and customers are always valued and they are always learning and they will always go above and beyond. And just to top it off, Leisha has a Bachelor of Information Systems and a Master of Information Systems and various certifications in Salesforce and Viva CRM. Leisha, welcome to Peach Perfect. Thank you so much, Jamie. What a beautiful introduction of celebrating me. So yes. Well, it's a very impressive bio, and I should also mention how you came into my world because we are co-authors of a book. We wrote a chapter each in the book called Ignite, which was organized by the Oz Mumpreneur team, and we met at the launch. And um, I love that because I didn't actually wasn't 100% sure I was going to go that night. And just by going, you know, the, the world, oh. the universe, um, you know, just put us in contact with each other. And it's so great. And you're now in PR club. Um, yes. So I've got so many questions to ask you because we don't really get a lot of one-on-one time. But, you know, right. can you share with us, first of all, how well, a little bit about your journey in the IT industry and and how you became a change maker in, in helping so many businesses with IT solutions? Um, so after my uh, Bachelor of Information uh, Systems, I went into the workforce and I I was grateful to start my journey at Pfizer, um, where I was part of a uh, 
team implementing a new CRM system. So this was way back in nine, like back in the early. I was say, is this Pfizer as in the vaccination company? Uh, well, yeah, the pharmaceutical company. So yeah, yeah of course. Back yeah. in the day, yeah, that's right. So I found myself on uh, their help desk assisting their sales reps, um, particularly some of those seasoned um, ones that they were very there. So it was getting them accustomed to that new technology. Um, so that experience taught me um, the profound impact that IT can have when it's thoughtfully deployed. So after Pfizer, um, I moved over to Arrow Pharmaceuticals um, and there was a saying in IT and especially at Arrow that nothing ever stays the same. Um, and that was really true. So we were always consistently pushing the boundaries on how we could make IT work best for Arrow and how it could like make the best out of it. Um, then I moved into um, a consultancy role for implementing um, various, um, the CRA system, so um, Viva and Salesforce for various pharmaceutical um, companies. So you can see there's a pharmaceutical theme there. Um, what I know, what I really noticed was that initial enthusiasm for the new system. The new system is going to change everything. It's going to be fantastic. And then when people realised that it was their systems that they knew, oh, no, 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 it's not going to be me or that's somebody else. <laughs> so it was that real transition phase that that's when I really found my calling for being a change maker and really helping people go from this was the old way and then this is the new way and what's in it for me. Um, and my primary focus has always been the end user and that who is actually going to use it, whether it's their email, CRM system or their website. It's never, it's always about what people's most comfortable choice is. So it's not about what I choose for them. What are they comfortable and how we can improve their experience and um, how can it be improved? So those are those always those questions that I'm always asking our customers on what can we do differently and how, what is, what is going to bring, bring the biggest impact for you? So then um, in 2008, we started the POP team and we recognised that the small growing small growing to small businesses and medium-sized businesses couldn't, often, couldn't afford a full-time IT manager. And we focused on identifying our customers' needs and providing that most efficient and practical IT solution that will be consistently used and maximising the benefit for our customers. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. So I guess like 25 years experience in IT, I can just imagine you've witnessed so many changes in the industry. So how do you kind of adapt these changes in a really fast paced world and then adapt those changes to sort of benefit your clients? So we have a saying that we we'll always be learning. So in the rapid um, uh, changing landscape of technology, that means we're always constantly innovating and we um, are always looking to stay ahead for our customers. Um, so I guess a good example of the um, change uh, in the industry has been 15 years ago, um, cloud computing was just a concept um, and hesitant uh, businesses were really, really hesitant um, to move away from their um, servers or their in-house in premise um, server systems. And then we had to that whole constant education and guiding them to why is it benefit. So it's that constant education and communication on the benefits. So when they realise that then they moved to the cloud, that they had those greater feature sets and that processing power 
that they would have had being only tied to being on prem um, on premise, then they uh, they realised the benefit of it. So then that's where we did, and so it's a real we're really in a really interesting period of time right now, and it feels like exactly that fifteen years ago um, with cybersecurity and generative AI. Um, so there are so many different possibilities and it's that same sort of energy that was with cloud computing that is now being experienced with cybersecurity and AI. So um, there is always uh, the, the malicious actors, the people that are looking out for where you are, your weakest link in all of your systems. So that's where we're at the POP team, always thinking about how we can best serve our customers. Um, and instead of being reactive, we're being proactive, like always looking at those emerging changes in IT. Yeah. I mean, gosh, it's so funny hearing you say about the cloud because that's just such a common IT term now, but it wasn't really that long ago when the cloud was all a new concept and gosh, it just goes to show how fast paced the IT world is. I want to ask you about collaboration because, you know, you and I collaborated on a book uh, together and I'm a firm believer in collaboration being a, a big key to success. So how do you and your husband, Peter, manage running the pop team together while also sort of maintaining a balance between work and family? Well, Peter and I met 21 years ago um, at Arrow and we worked literally three metres apart. Um, uh, We kept our office romance really under wraps um, until we really got engaged. I mean, until we got engaged. Um, And we work actually better together um, uh, and then apart. So... um, and, and when we we when we hit roadblocks or we need advice, we always turn to each other and we're very eager to help each other. So we very um, keep, we complement each other so well um, in the business. So um, Peter's really great at that strategy piece um, and that's why he's our virtual IT and that's why virtual CIO. And then that's why I'm really great at that operational and that tactical execution. Um as for the balance between work and family, I often say it's more like a river. Um, we're both in it together. Um, we're all heading towards the sea um, to that common goal. And I love my family and I love working. So it doesn't feel like that harsh divide between the two of them. Mm, I love that because my three-year-old is very switched on and he has is getting into this habit at the moment where he keeps saying, even this morning, oh, you have to go to work. Do you have to go to work? And I just turned to him this morning and I said, I love work and yeah. I love you. <laughs> and it was just like this moment of realisation on his face because I didn't want him to think that I work was a negative term and all that sort of thing. But it is a struggle, um, especially as a working parent. Um, and so you're also a swimmer. And I am. You, you, know, you talk about how you prioritise time with your family. So how do your personal pursuits contribute? Well, if they do contribute, I'm assuming they do, how do they contribute to your success in the IT industry? Well, I love ocean swimming. So um, uh, ocean swimming is something magical of being able to focus on my breath, my stroke, and just being in the water. Um, I only took up swimming um, when I turned 40. Um, and the discipline that it takes to be able to like swim, and I've swam, I think, up to three kilometres in different competitions. Um, and it's always been pushing forward. So there's just something about being in that water of like, there is nothing else. There is nothing else. And that 
has really um, had a real profound impact on the way that that focus and determination is how I provide it back to our customers of really focusing on what their needs are and how we then can help it. So, um, however, I had fears about ocean swimming. Um, the I sharks? Had, no. <laughs> so oh. um, I have um, fear of being crushed by a wave or by um, jellyfish um, uh, getting attached. So there's like. So you're worried about jellyfish, but not sharks. <laughs> no. So, um, uh, but, but um, there was one time when we were swimming out um, at Cronulla because I swim around Shark Island. Um, uh, and uh, we, I was on the, the conditions had worsened, but we didn't know that they had worsened when we started out. So we were swimming really, really far out. And then all of a sudden I realized we were on the wrong side of the shark nets and then the alarm that goes off. And I was like, oh, I wonder what that alarm is. Oh, what's that alarm? And I'm swimming with other people and they go, oh, it's really nothing. Oh, it's nothing at all. And then it turned out that it was the shark's alarm that had gone off. And there was a surfer that had got his little board nipped and then, yeah, in there. So maybe I should be a bit more fearful of sharks, but I never thought that I would ever be like would ever be in an incident where there has been sharks. So um, and that really reminds so the way that it ties back into IT, it really reminds me of the misconception of cybersecurity. Everybody thinks, especially in this small to medium-sized business, oh, it's not going to happen to me. They're, they're bigger fish to fry, the octuses, the medibanks. Um, but it's the smaller ones, just like I never thought that a shark would, I'd be in the water where there's sharks. Um, you just, it's that whole, you never know when that fear might actually really happen. So it's, yeah, that navigation of it too. Yeah. Wow. I love that. So now are you scared of sharks after that experience? I, not really. I still, I, it still plays in the back of my mind and I've heard other people's experience, but still, if it was meant to be my time, it was meant to be my time. <laughs> a good way of and, I, and I, and I love the ocean so much that yes, it, yeah. Oh, that's good. Hopefully that was that's a once in a lifetime thing anyway. I mean, surely that won't happen to you twice. Touch yes, wood. that's right. <laughs> um, hearing you speak, Leisha, and you know, the time that I met you as well, it's really obvious that you have a huge commitment to, you know, your staff and your customers. Have you got any stories that really um, I guess exemplify, I'm putting you on the spot here, but exemplifies the dedication and the positive impact that you have on your staff and customers? Um, so we, um, we have really long-term customers and I guess that's a real, um, testament to the way that we work. So we had, um, one of our customers right at the beginning wanted a part-time man IT manager and a part-time IT. Um, they're an American company. They have IT on the East coast. Um, and they couldn't find anybody IT locally. Um, and that time zone of being able to get help overseas is just like a killer that you can't wait when something is broken in there. So um, we became their IT team and that real liaison between the US and here um, in Sydney. And we educated them on cloud and again, took them on that journey, helped them implement Salesforce. Um, and they were a real office-centric business. Like everybody always came into the office. Everybody was always there. So 
We've been pretty much remote first since 2016. So we've always been able to navigate and build a really strong IT culture in the POP team um, of really being connected. So when COVID hit, um, this customer, we were able to really show how to build that connection, how to build that collaboration, and then just keep on working. And because we've been there for so long, it's always the small tasks. It's always the um, there that always those above and beyond feelings that we keep on providing. Um, and it's just a testament to how we run the business. And we're just included in the office parties, the office celebrations, and even their awards nights as well. So, yes. I love that. You can just see it and hear it in your voice and seeing your face light up talking about it. Um, one other question I want to ask you, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but um, I saw some images. I was in London when the Osmanpreneur Conference and Osmanpreneur Awards were on this year in 2023. And I saw photos of you mixing with people and you had some sort of anecdotes and stories of women that you'd met that have really changed your life, your career. Um, is that something which you have just recently placed in importance on that's networking and going to events and meeting you know even like our book launch you know we we all were strangers and now we've got probably lifelong um, friendships and and business relationships do you think that's really important as a business owner to put yourself out there and attend these types of events oh I've got goosebumps just thinking about all of the beautiful connections that I've made um, in there so in Um, 2021, I think the second round of um, COVID, I really did a real big push forward to find my people and find different connections. So I have different sets of groups and each one has enriched me and made me um, a better person and a better business as well. And Osmum, I'm still riding the high. Like, I I don't know if you've been noticing on their Instagram, everybody's riding the high. And this year, um, this is my second year of doing Osmum. And Osmum has given me so much. I I came into Osmum last year kicking and screaming. Um, Somebody recommended me um, to do the awards. And I was just like, I don't want to do an award. I don't want to enter in the thing. And then I, my children wrote most of my words that first time um, and it was so interesting hearing their words of what I do and all of the different advice that I provide of like um, uh, that it's worse in your head than it is in real life. So if Excellent. you're overthinking something, um, just do it. And I was just so, so shocked because I think one of the questions was what would be the advice that you would give um, to somebody who's starting out in business? And I was just really shocked of how much my, again, that that swimmingness between um, family and business of how much they hear inside it. So that first award, um, I also went to the conference. Um, I was positive that I was going to win. Um, but then that awards and meeting all of the people through the conference that's where the magic is. The awards night is a very long night. Yeah, it is. I met all of those different people when they got up and when they did win and I know why they won and why I didn't win, you had the magic of the room supporting you. And then this year, um, 2023's Osman was just next level. Like it was just the speakers. 
every single speaker from um, I'm going to the queen of acknowledgement, Natasha, I can't remember her name, just blew me with, away with hers. I've already taken away how I do my acknowledgement to country um, of just taking it and making it more personal. And as opposed to something that I recite, I've taken it and made it more meaningful to me. So um, and then there was um, Kiki Kay, Christina Carlson, um, and she just blew me away of dreaming big. And sometimes you forget, like, because when you get caught up in the day-to-day doing of stuff, like you have to send out the invoices, you have to chase your team up on them doing their ta- tasks, just stepping back and dreaming big and knowing that, yeah, just having that power of the 200 women all in that room just was electrifying. Like it was just... and. Like it was just every single speaker, Jess with less um, there. I'm I'm not even giving them all justice. Every single one, I was like, oh. wow. And and then sorry, and then just one last thing about this year was extra special because I had all of the Ignite co-authors with me. So except for me, I was in I London. Know, I couldn't but, be you, there. <laughs> but you were yeah. So that magic of being able to see and meet, and it was so funny. Um, I think it was uh, Mel um, Pierre, uh, she, I recognised her voice first and I was like, I know that voice. Why why do I know that voice? Because we've done all those Zoom sessions. It was just, there is just something special. Oh, Ignite, really ignites my heart. So, yes. Amazing. And, of course, you wouldn't be here on this podcast today if it wasn't for that Ozmanpreneur world being part of that book. It's amazing how the... The universe works that way. And the one thing that was so special about our Ignite experience when we met was the family connection. So um, a lot of the people brought all of their children together. And again, they brought it again to Osmum and just that whole, you can do it all. I feel you can do it all with your family, have the passion for work and still um, be a great entrepreneur. And yeah. Yeah, I know. I love that. Do you know, it's funny because I'm, I'm only a, a fairly recent mum. My kids are three and four and I'm 41. So I think for most of my adult life, I haven't been a mum. And I remember last year going to the awards and I saw so many women with their babies and toddlers attending this evening event. And my natural instinct was to go, why are they here with their kids? And then like it was a long night. And after as the night went on, I just sort of watched them and thought, actually, this is amazing. The fact that they're here and they're having a great time um, it actually is changing our opinions and our attitudes about having kids. And, and ju- it's the actual absolute epitome of just juggling, um, you yeah. know, a business and, and parenthood. And um, it's just now becoming the norm. And I love how they really foster that environment, Katie and Peace, um, the, the Osmanpreneur sisters who, who've started that movement. It's, it's really quite incredible, isn't it? Oh, yep, absolutely. Can't sing it enough. And so many older children came as well, like that teenager, that tween teenager year this year, which was different, a bit different from last year. And the, like, you could just see the pride in their mums, like their mums have done hard things and they've won. So it was just that whole being able to celebrate as opposed to something, oh, this is just something that I do. Oh, yes. But here it was just like celebrations. So, yes. I love that. 
Leisha, thank you so much for coming on to Pitch Perfect. It's It's been incredible to get to know you this year. And now you're in PR Club. You're one of our annual members. Um, and look, you know, hopefully your story, I know your story has inspired so many people. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie. And yeah, really, really appreciative for that connection. And yeah, and I can't sing enough about PR Club. I am your <laughs> biggest fan. And your PR Club gives actionable tasks every time that we meet. Your guest speakers blow my mind. And, yes, everybody join PR Club. Yeah, thanks, prclub.com.au. We keep talking about that forever, but we better go. Thanks, Alicia. Right. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Pitch Perfect. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it and share it to social media. If you'd like to download my free paid speaking resources, go to jamieabbott.com.